It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Wednesday, January 6th, 2016. We have 16 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory for winds and hazardous seas in effect through this morning. And today on the Ship Report, I'll be talking with you about the ships that travel all night on the river and how they see where they're going in the dark. But first, let's take a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have six inbounders, we have one in the Astoria Anchorage, and we have nine outbounders. Our first arrival in the river is the Atlantic Eagle. She's arriving from Japan, headed for Longview's Anchorage. She's going upriver to pick up wheat, and she will pass Astoria around 2 a.m. and arriving in Longview maybe about 5.30 a.m. The FD Vittorio Raiola is arriving from Japan. She's headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She's ultimately headed upriver to pick up wheat. Look for her in Astoria's Anchorage. At least you'll see her running lights there around 3 a.m. The Ocean Love is arriving from San Francisco, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She, too, is headed upriver to pick up wheat. The Columbia River is a big wheat portal. She will arrive in the Anchorage at about 6.30 a.m. The Eastern Asia is arriving from offshore, headed for Longview's Anchorage. She's going up to Longview to pick up logs, and she will pass Astoria maybe around 10.30 a.m. Look for her in Longview around 2 p.m. Next, we have a a vessel coming into the river. We don't see very many of these coming in. This is an ITB rig, an integrated tug and barge. It's a tug and a barge that are attached together, kind of locked together so that they don't flex like an ATB rig and they travel like a um, like a single vessel. So this um, this ITB rig has a, a name. I don't usually say that things are cute on the ship report, but this name seems pretty adorable to me. The Tug Island Tugger. She's arriving from Vancouver, B.C., headed for Portland, and she's carrying petroleum in her barge. She will uh, pass Astoria around 5.30 p.m. You might see her in Portland by about 1 a.m. on Thursday. The Global Round is uh, arriving from Japan. She's headed for Kalama's Anchorage. She's going up there to that port to pick up wheat. She'll uh, pass Astoria around 8.30 p.m. You might see her in Kalama around 1.30 a.m. on Thursday. In the Astoria Anchorage, in addition to the ships I've already talked about that are arriving there, we have another one called the New Boundary, and she is awaiting orders there. Our outbounders today, the ATB, the Articulated Tug and Barge, Sound Reliance, leaves Portland carrying petroleum. Now, an ATB is uh, is a a tug and barge where the tug and a barge are attached together with big hydraulic pins, and they can kind of flex up and down a little bit, sort of in a seesaw manner, and uh, that's just how they get around. The hydraulic pins can be released in port, and you can change from one barge to another as long as they're specially designed to fit together. So we'll probably see the ATB Sound Reliance. She's a Crowley vessel. Crowley Maritime. She'll be leaving port at about 3 a.m., passing Astoria outbound maybe around 9 a.m. The Kobe Gloria is a bulker leaving Vancouver carrying wheat. She's departing around 5.30 a.m. You might see her pass Astoria around 11.30 a.m. The Pacific Tracker is leaving the shipyard in Portland around 8 a.m., and you might see her pass Astoria around 4 p.m. Now, she's a very unusual-looking ship. She is a Department of Defense missile tracking ship, and she has on her stern what looks like a big white golf ball. It's actually a radar array for tracking missiles using radar. So the Pacific Tracker is kind of is home ported actually in uh, the shipyard at Swan Island. She comes in there for um, for supplies and crew changes and also repairs if she needs them. But she goes up and down the river in in and out on tracking missions, and we see her fairly often. And uh, when she's in the river, she's usually up at the shipyard there at Swan Island. Next out 
outbound, we have the Thebe. She's leaving Longview carrying pet coke around noontime. She's a bulk carrier. Maybe you'll see her pass that story around 3.30 p.m. The Campanula is a bulk carrier leaving Longview. She's a kind of a regular visitor in our waters. You may recognize her name if you listen to the ship report often. She's uh, leaving Longview with logs, leaving around 2.30 p.m., maybe passing Astoria around 6 p.m. The Gentle Leader is leaving Vancouver. She's a big car carrier with Subarus on board, leaving around 3 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9 p.m. The Glorious Hope is leaving Portland carrying wheat at about 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11 p.m. The Golden Catherine is leaving Kalama carrying wheat uh, around 6 p.m. Maybe we'll see her running lights going by Astoria around 11 p.m. And the Peace is leaving Kalama. A bulker could have corn, soy, or wheat on board leaving around 11 p.m., maybe passing Astoria in the early hours of Thursday morning around 4 a.m. Well, in our marine weather forecast, we do have those uh, two small craft advisories, one for winds and one for hazardous seas. The two generally go hand in hand because the wind blowing over a distance for a time makes the waves get higher. So we have southeast winds 10 to 15 knots with gusts to 20 knots today. Wind waves from the east 4 feet at 4 seconds between wave crests, and we have westerly swells 12 feet high at 15 seconds apart. And uh, you see those two different kinds of waves out there every day. We see wind waves. Sometimes they can be, in, in this case, they're coming in opposite directions. We have wind waves from the east and west swells, swells coming from the west. The swells are coming from further out to sea. Um, perhaps from thousands of miles away, whereas the wind waves are caused by local winds. So they're going to be at opposite, uh, opposite, opposing one another today. And so you could see some confused seas out there as those things get a little sloppy out there. Well, I was putting together the ship schedule for today's report, and I saw that, as is usually the case, there are a number of ships that will be traveling after dark on the river. It got me thinking that it might be interesting to talk with you about how ships do that safely, getting where they're going without incident in the dark. I've said before on the ship report that the two main goals of traveling vessels are to get where they're going without hitting anything, be it another object or the ground, and also to keep the water mostly on the outside. This can be no small task in a challenging river environment like the Columbia, where there are strong currents, tides, eddies, and curves in the river that make staying in deep water an art and a science. At night, one of the key guides to helping mariners keep safe, their sight, is gone. Well, not gone, but certainly reduced. I've been on the river at night on a boat, and I can tell you that it's hard to be certain where you are or what you're looking at. Even during the day, things look different on the water when you're looking back at land. But at night, it can get pretty scary. Everything on the shore is reduced to a line of lights that appears two-dimensional, and places like openings in a breakwater that lead to your dock can be hard to spot. You need to know what to look for and have the experience to decipher what it all means. Ships transit these waters most every night, and mishaps are very rare. How do they do it? Well, these days, ships have a number of high-tech devices on board that make navigating at night easier. Among them is something called a chart plotter, which uses GPS to locate a vessel on a nautical chart on a computer display. It makes it much easier to tell where you are, and it's easier to stay in safe water. But before these devices were available, ships were still navigating river passages at night and making it safely from one place to another. They do this using a combination of older and enduring technologies that are still tried and true. Before GPS, for instance, ships plotted their journey on a chart using the sun or stars, and from that they figured out what course they needed to stay on to get to their destination. Radar is another technology that's been in use for many years. It shows a display on a screen that's created by a radar beam that sweeps the area around the vessel. 
Other vessels and objects show up on this scan, and people are specially trained to read what are called radar signatures. And mariners have used radar for years to get from one place to another under conditions of poor visibility, either at night or during stormy weather. Another simpler means of telling where you are at night is by using the system of navigational buoys in the river. Channel buoys are red and green, red ones being on the right if you're returning from the sea. Each buoy has a red or green flashing light, and each buoy has its own flashing pattern that is marked on the chart. If you see a buoy and you can identify its flashing pattern, you know where you are. Another issue on the river is current and tide. These two forces can easily move ships and boats to places they did not intend to be. In situations like this, which are in play everywhere on the river, marine pilots use their extensive local knowledge of the river and its idiosyncrasies to help vessels make it safely to port. The need for an experienced mariner who knows local waters is critical in a narrow winding channel like the Columbia, and that's what marine pilots do. It's a very dynamic and constantly changing environment. So the next time you see a ship gliding by at night, you can safely assume that there is a team of experienced mariners on board doing their best to make sure the ship stays exactly where it belongs and gets to port and back again safely. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program, the ship schedule, and lots of other information on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day. <laughs>